0: Now, if you've been with us since the top of the hour, you heard my story about orientation at Empire State College and finding out about the death of Michael Jackson. You'll recall that I actually shared that moment with my friend Bridget, and I was able to give her a call and ask her how she remembers the moment. So let's roll tape and give a listen.
1: So I wanted to talk to you about a certain afternoon and evening that we had many years ago um, where Mm -hmm. we were both coincidentally going to orientation at Empire State College. Right. Do you remember that day at all?
2: I do. I do remember it, um, most notably for the text that you showed me about Michael Jackson's eyes.
1: That's right. But were we in the same room together or did I see you after?
2: We were in the same room. We were sitting next to each other and you, you showed me, it was like, no words, you just kind of like alerted me to a message on your phone. I looked at it and I didn't believe it at first because it was just, it didn't make sense. Orientation went on. I wasn't paying as much attention. And I don't, you reminded me, but I don't remember meeting Danny. And then I have like a vague memory of walking together and kind of just being together, all three of us. And I don't remember where we went for a drink.
1: Yeah, I remember it was it was in that neighborhood, and it was we ended up outside, and it just felt like this kind of for me. And this is what I'm also curious about. I felt like mm. when I went to that orientation, I was kind of like turning myself in, like I was like some kind of like <laughs> you know someone who had been tried to be outside the law for years in a way, right? In uh, bohemian, uh-huh. and and that was such a, like a fluorescent. Car, wall-to-wall carpet kind of space that I just felt like, okay, I'm turning myself in. Here's Bridget. You know, there's Bridget. Right. Is, is she turning herself in, too? And what did it feel mm-hmm. like to you to go into that orientation?
2: So it, it kind of felt like something I had to do. The wall-to-wall carpet, I had forgotten. And it, because it was Empire College, I think to it's a program specifically designed for all types of adults to whatever that means, you know, get their stuff together and finish up in a kind of orderly way to get mm-hmm. a degree. It's a new building, and it, it didn't feel like college at all. No. It didn't, you know, it felt more like this was the online, actual, physical presence of classes in a weird way. It, it felt like an office
1: building. Was that a moment for you, or was it? Uh, is it you say is more of like a passing kind of thing? Which one? Well, what? That, that afternoon and that evening.
2: I think the moment for me was finding out that Michael Jackson died. Yeah. Like in this weird, like seeing you there unexpectedly, sitting next to you, feeling this kind of like, oh, we both decided to do this. This must be okay. This must be right in some way, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and then like you kind of sharing your phone text with me and I was like, oh, So weird. And then the street almost
1: had that, like, you know those times where New York becomes really public? You know, Mm. when it's like some kind of event and everyone knows it. You know, not like, like September 11th, but like, obviously not as big as that. But there's that feeling like everyone I'm looking at is thinking about the exact same thing right now. I mean, did you like Michael Jackson?
2: Yes, but I don't even know it was like, he was such a presence growing up that, I don't know that I disliked him He was just like part of my
1: growing up Yeah, yeah, big part Yeah You know, I'm sure Danny was Had some kind of connection there Musically or
2: yes, and probably more of the whole like Family Jackson 5 and
1: Leo, Leo Yeah
2: (laughs) What that meant to him And just coming coming from He's kind
3: of like the uh, Tito Jackson Of that group Now, if you haven't already done so, remove all the contents from your box and set them in front of you. You should have the Flowbee head with hose, the power transformer that plugs into the wall, two large spacers, two medium spacers, and two small spacers, two medium angle spacers, one angle foot, one straight foot, a bottle of Floby Blade Lubricants, a Universal Vacuum Hose Adapter, the User's Guide, and the Warranty Card. And of course, the video that you're watching. If any of the parts are missing, contact the place of purchase for replacements. Now that you've familiarized yourself with the Floby and all of its components, let's get started by connecting the Floby Hose End to your vacuum. If needed, this universal adapter can be used to create a good seal for proper suction of hair. Remember, proper suction is the key to getting great looking haircuts with no cleanup. Now plug the transformer into the wall and connect the small end to the Flowbee hose where it connects to the vacuum. Now it's important the first time you use your Flowbee to apply three small drops of lubricant to the blades, like this. Then turn on the motor to spread the oil around. Always do this before each use, especially if your Flowbee hasn't been used for a while. Now the key to the Flowbee, and getting great-looking haircuts, is the spacers. Each spacer has two tabs and two slots that interlock. Practice putting them together and taking them apart, like this. Gary, what can you tell us today?
4: Well, uh, Brian, I've been cutting my hair a variety of ways uh, over the past four years with the floaty. Uh-huh. Right now, how I got my hairstyle right now is I have it longer through the top and shorter in through the sides. How do you do that? Well, I use these spacers. These are what determine the length of your hair. And what you want to do is you want to take your hair, you want to pull it up so you can determine the length that you want according ah, okay. to the spacer. Okay, got so it. you can see there's about a half inch sticking up. Yes. And that's what would get cut. And what you would do is you'd run that all through well all over the head because it's all going to be one length Uh understanding that you're going to take it shorter in through the sides so I would take it all over cutting it all one length then after I got done with that I want to take it in shorter through the sides so what I would do then is I would use some shorter spacers let's say I would use this and maybe this would bring it down and what I would do Brian is I would take this in through the sides and just bounce it into here Uh Now, the important thing a lot of people ask, how do you keep the hair from blending in from long to short? Well, what you want to do is you want to keep this thing perfectly perpendicular to your head, never following the contour of the head. Because if you do that, then you're going to cut the top hair. Right, okay, okay, that makes sense. So what you want to do is, as you're cutting it, make sure that thing is perfectly perpendicular like that, Uh never following the contour. And you want to do that on the same. And then you take it in through the back. Now, an added feature that the blowby has is this tapered spacer. A lot of men like to use the tapered spacer. And what that allows you to do, it gives you an angled cut. Cuts it in shorter through the ears and hangs it. it longer through the sides. Got it. So again, you balance it the same way. Take it in through the back, all the way across. And
3: that's how I'm wearing my hair right now. Uh, what about um, a lot of kids like trendier haircuts? They like it very short here mm-hmm. and then long. Right or any variation on that. Can they do that with this? Yeah, same principle. Uh, the
4: only difference... I pretty much have that kind of trendy haircut other than all I'd have to do is just take it in real short in through the sides. Uh-huh. And what we do is just use the foot. And you just cut it real short in through there uh-huh. and uh, on both sides and then just leave
3: this long, however, whatever length you want it. Gary, what other kinds of haircuts can you do with the Floby?
5: I made an appointment with this lady a week early. She owned her own place. Little did I know that her place was just a room above a garage. Okay, not a problem. I'm a pretty easy customer. But when I arrive she is working on another customer. She is still working on her 45 minutes later. By now her son has come out he is probably 5 or 6 and is crawling all over me. I am on my phone while I wait and kid wants to play with my phone and is generally being a bother. Mom is just chatting away with her customer, not a care in the world. When she finishes, I sit down and she works on me. When she puts me under the dryer her friends show up and she starts working on them. Meanwhile, the dryer has shut off but I'm still sitting under it for an hour. After she finished with the other woman she finishes me and charges 190. I only had a cut in color. Just one color mind you. I went from brown to black. Not a huge change with 2 inches cut. I wouldn't have minded that much if it wasn't almost $200. I could have gone to a robot salon that was way nicer, gotten highlights and color and cut with a deep condition for that much. And that's what I did this time. It was amazing. Less weight and less stressful.
6: Tired of human error? sick of the foibles and faults of your fellow citizens? Want to get it right the first time and not expose yourself to injury and possible death? Your choice is clear. Robot salon, 538 Ironwood Avenue Middlesboro, Kentucky. Automate to illuminate.
5: I cut and dyed my own hair for 10 years. Then, before my wedding, friends encouraged me to treat myself and go to a salon. So three days before the wedding, I went in for a bit of a trim. I had shaved my head eight months earlier. My hair was nicely starting to grow back at that point. The stylist did not listen to me. She promised me she was a professional and could do something amazing with the little bit of hair I had. Then she gave me a mullet. Like 1970s hockey hair. Three days before my wedding. When all I asked for was a trim. I quietly paid the $60 and ran to my car. I spent the next 20 minutes crying on the steering wheel. Then all of a sudden the stylist is at my window and can you believe it? She is crying. And yelling at me. Like I did something wrong. So what can I do? I get out of there fast. Only coming out of the parking lot she is chasing me with a pair of scissors like she wants to puncture my tires. I am distracted and then wham, I hit this car. hard. My own car rolls over and I end up in traction for six weeks. So much for my wedding, right? As soon as I could walk again, which is more than a year later, I end up at a robot salon downtown. It fixed everything, though I am still single.
6: Tired of human error? Sick of the foibles and faults of your fellow citizens? Want to get it right the first time and not expose yourself to injury and possible death? Your choice is clear. Robot salon. 538 Ironwood Avenue, Middlesboro, Kentucky.
5: Automate to illuminate. My hairdresser and I had been working on getting my hair how I wanted it for my wedding. Stacked in the back, tapered longer in the front, bangs, it was getting to where I wanted. So I go in one day and my regular lady isn't there, but I desperately needed it trimmed and my bangs cut. So I went ahead with a new person. Bad idea. First off, This other stylist is badly distracted. She is actually Skyping with her Ukrainian fiancé while I'm in the seat. Okay, not a big deal. I'm a forgiving person. Only she is so distracted that she grabs the wrong bottle from off the counter. Guess what? Instead of dye it's a bottle of lighter fluid. Why would a salon even have lighter fluid? It makes no sense. Anyway, she pours it all over my hair. Right away, I smelled something funny. Did I mention she was smoking? Well, she was. You can guess what happens next. My entire head is engulfed in flames. I am literally screaming, right? It's absolutely the most pain I've ever been in. And I'm running around in circles. My head is on fire. Does she stop and help me? No, she's looking at me like she's mad I'm ruining her Skype date with her fiancé. Now I have third degree burns all over my head. If I am ever able to grow hair again let me tell you, I will go to the robot salon.
6: Tired of human error? Sick of the foibles and faults of your fellow citizens? Want to get it right the first time and not expose yourself to injury and possible death? Your choice is clear. Robot salon, 538 Ironwood Avenue, Middlesboro, Kentucky. Automate to illuminate.
0: All right, folks, the first hour of Barbarian in the Valley will shortly be concluding. It's been a work shift special. It's a labor of love, and we'll be doing it periodically on this show. Next week, we'll return to our first hour that hopes only to be semi-coherent. Coming up in a minute, we'll be rolling into the second hour of Barbarian in the Valley, which means that a one Jeremy Whalen is rolling his place into some illegal parking spot on the campus of UMass if there's any UMass officers out there who want to lay a ticket on that so bright orange van license plate B free code name Vanessa so we'll be with Waylon in just a minute Back at
2: our game.